Welcome to the Without Limits podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Anne-Marie. Welcome back to the podcast. We're going to talk today about the prison of two ideas. Right. Or we've also talked about the prison of two minds. Mm. Have you noticed it's become increasingly difficult to share an opinion? I have noticed that. It's very difficult to share your opinion. And yeah, we wanted to talk a little bit about that, dive a little bit into why that's a barrier, an obstacle to living and overcoming living an abundant life. Absolutely. I think of the analogy that, you know, that the ocean doesn't take its supply from simply one river. Mm. There's an old proverb that says, the ocean is greatest because it takes the lowest point. Okay. And because it chooses to be at the low point, all the rivers will flow into it. And I like to think of that as far as ideas and personal growth as well. Mm. You know, we don't want to be pushing water up the stream. We want to allow it to flow to us. Right. And if you notice that a lot of great things, a lot of great ideas, they come to you from maybe channels and avenues that you wouldn't normally expect. Right. And they often have led to incredible growth or a switch in the way you look at something. And it was an incredible blessing in your life or a journey to abundance. And I remember in university or in different workplaces a few years ago where you could offer an opinion, someone would pause, ask you questions, Mm -hmm. consider and think about it, and you'd have a discourse or a dialogue about it. Right. That seems to be different now. It's true. (laughs) A dive back to my childhood, I can remember, you know, you've heard me say many times, I was kind of raised in a way by flower children. Right. In the 70s, you know, I thought, you know, I thought, (laughs) I thought Joan Baez sort of, you know, wrote Canada for a while. (laughs) Right. It was kind of your, your soundtrack (laughs) of your life. (laughs) And I would do crafts and stuff. And I was a little kid, but there was flower children all around where I lived and we would do crafts and different things. But, you know, I remember them sitting around on hillsides and stuff and they called it rapping. They would just talk and just share ideas they weren't all from the same mindset but ideas would move back and forth they would freely share they would listen and then they would speak and then they would listen again go away and sort of digest what they had heard and from that come across some great discoveries and thinking and ideas i think Mm -hmm. we've lost that have we lost that amory well that's what i was going to offer mark is i'm struck by recently and I don't know when it came you asked earlier when did this shift Mm -hmm. and I'm not exactly sure but I'm really struck by if you don't agree with somebody on one point it seems like everything you now say is wrong Mm. or it seems like if you don't agree on something fundamental that the other person believes then you're you're sort of written off right yeah, and, I, I don't know when that shifted. And I don't think it's healthy. I think I it's very, very destructive. That's why we called this episode the prison. Prison of two minds. The prison of two ideas. Mm-hmm. It becomes a barrier and an obstacle and often a prison. And you're really stuck in a fixed mindset of not being open to learn and consider other opinions. 
You've heard me say one time, probably one of the authors that has had the most profound influence on my life. There's many things in his books that I completely do not agree with. Hmm. There's many things in his books that over time have been proven wrong. Right. But the things that he's, the part that he had that was right, Mm -hmm. the pieces of the pie that he had, which were right, have been right for hundreds of years. Right. They're still right. That was the piece. And I always, when you were saying that, I was picturing a puzzle. He brought a puzzle piece to you that that. filled in pieces that you needed. I like that. And you could still honor and respect and read his books knowing that you don't have to agree with With everything. everything. And what I would offer, and I used to say this to my students, I taught critical thinking for many years, and I'd say, you may not agree with this. But consider it. That's right. Will you consider mm-hmm. something and just think? Don't jump to conclusions. Don't judge it. Don't, you know, add your own data to it, but consider it. Do you think there's things in our society that maybe have contributed to this sort of, you know, it's interesting that we've become so much broader as far as our access to information. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I think in aspects, we've become more cocooned as far as what we will allow, you know, into what we believe or what we think or or what we do even. And what I was going to offer, and I absolutely agree, Mark, and I think partly social media has contributed to that because everything that comes across our feeds, we cl- quickly judge. A quick assess. Do I like it? Do I love it? Right. <laughs> does it, does it, you know, do I hate it? Do I disagree with it? Mm. Do I need to offer my, you know, jab in here? Right. And do I delete that person now? I'm just going to like unfriend them and just get rid of them because what they just said, I don't agree with them. Because it's not in your echo chamber. Right. It's not in your sort of, you know, familiar. We trust the familiar. Yes. Let's be honest. True. And it's a, it's a mechanism that's in us that mm-hmm. probably dates back a very long time. It's a survival part of our yeah. a, of our being. That if something is familiar to you, you tend to trust it. And if something is unfamiliar, you tend to distrust it. But at the same time, distrusting something doesn't mean necessarily that it should be immediately disregarded. No. It could just simply mean it's something you hadn't heard before. Right. It's something you haven't seen before. And it often causes us to pause and say, hmm, that's new. (laughs) I hadn't thought of that. But we need to add data. Start Mm. to explore and add data to it. I I used to teach this thing called the ladder of inference. And we jump to conclusions. If we hear something, we add our worldview. We add our experiences. But unless we loop in data and reconsider the Mm. information, Mm. we're going to jump to a conclusion that may not be correct. I read a study. This is, you know, it's on topic, but it's it's, uh, spontaneous. I read a study years ago, and it talked about how the mind masks or how the mind fills in the blanks for us. And the reason it does that is it saves us a lot of time and a lot of energy. So it, we, we, we're this conscious being that we're moving through with our own will and direction. But at the same time, behind the scenes, there's this sort of autopilot that's going on that's adding words and ideas, feelings and emotions for us so that we can, you know, survive, really. Right. So we can, we can assess things quicker. And it's almost to me like that part of us has become heightened or mm. hyper-trained 
and it's filling in. It's rejecting something in the first few words or the first few things it doesn't recognize. It's almost like it gets its hair up, hair up on the back of its neck and it just pushes it just shoves it right back out of the way. And you know, we are, we're both very, we, we listen to a wide range of ideas. And I think maybe that's maybe possibly made us more sensitive to mm-hmm. an unwillingness to, to do that. We've noticed in the last two. Mm-hmm. And I think what you were just talking about, I think people are, it's almost like a defense mechanism mm-hmm. that people hear something and it goes against, like you said, the familiar and they have to reject it, mm-hmm. but not just reject it, but reject it with more anger and um, an attack. It's almost like a personal attack on mm-hmm. something. If I share something that you don't agree with, mm-hmm. somehow I am attacking you personally. Right. That's changed. The, the, yeah, the personality and right. the and the ideas. Exactly. Because I mean, it's <laughs> anyone who's spent a lot of time looking at history or reading. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that said very powerful things and influential right. things. But if if you ever spoke to them or met them in person, right. you wouldn't like them. Or people in history that spoke incredible things that have been disproved now. Right. And some of the things they said were great, but they've been disproved. And we had to add data and we've changed our opinion about certain things. Like through medicine, like I'm a nurse and we had things that I used to do, you know, 20 years ago as a nurse. We don't do anymore because better evidence came up and we changed our practice and we Mm. considered something new. And it became better. So we've lost, I think, Mark, we've lost the, um, you know, striving for greatness and better Mm -hmm. to stand strong in our own opinion and be proven right. And if I could piggyback on that, I love that point. But if I could piggyback on that, as we look back in history, we see things that maybe are almost shocking to us now based upon new data information Mm -hmm. and a progression but it's important for us to remember that there, if you move ahead in your mind 10, 20 years, people will look at our time mm-hmm. and what we think and say now and say, wow, they were, you know, we've come so much farther. Right. But it's almost like we've put the brakes on progress when we go into that prison of two minds. We seem to stop ourselves right where we are. And we criticize that which is behind us. We criticize that which is present, but we don't understand it. And at the same time, we're not looking forward, realizing that many of our ideas, many of our opinions will be disproven in the future as those in the past were. Right. And if we can, if we can offer one tip, if we can stay open to stay curious with each other. Mm -hmm. And one line that I used to teach my students is, Help me understand. Right. Not just boldly disagree, but just say, that's interesting, Mark. Mm -hmm. Help me understand or tell me more about how did you get to that place of thinking? I want to understand and I'm going to consider what you have to say. Perfect. Right? So anyway... It's this is a great topic. I hope I hope as you've listened today, you've thought about just the changes that we've seen lately in society. It is speeding along. It's something that has become more prevalent, I think. Right, right. So um, we wanted to challenge you today. Mm -hmm. We want you to consider um, not to get stuck, you know, in those 
those dichotomies the of prison of two ideas the prison of right and wrong and that's the only thing but to consider to sit in the middle with somebody and to you know engage in discourse and dialogue and and have good discussions and add data and all of that wonderful things and i think we would you know it's going to be a better world mark and we're going to live more abundantly let's do that <laughs> let's do that The Without Limits Podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Your hosts have been Mark and Anne-Marie.